1: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
0: When you're smiling, hey you, bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly, crack a smile.
1: Oh, hello there. Hey, how you doing, Louis?
0: Oh, two seconds. Hello. Okay. Eh. All right, my bad. It's okay. How you doing, Louis? I'm pretty good, you?
1: I'm doing good, man. Can't complain. I'm doing really good for today.
0: Good. Uh, so thank you for having me back on the show. I'm almost, almost feel like a regular now.
1: <laughs> right. I'm, I'm glad that you're, I'm glad that you're on though. Seriously. I always, I'm always enjoying having the conversations that we have on here and stuff like that. And, you know, and you definitely do feel like a regular on here. And it's just good to actually have a good, another good voice on here to actually collaborate with me.
0: Well, thank you very much. Cause, uh, in all honesty, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing <laughs> in general. <laughs> no. So I'm, I'm happy to see that my, um, my uh, improvisational uh, podcasting skills is actually uh, working for me.
1: Oh, most definitely, man! Most definitely.
0: <laughs> All right. Don't feel bad. So before
1: we a... uh,
0: oh. yeah, before oh, we start, on. I have actually a, a story to tell because I thought of you, know, someone um, top ten. will uh, understand yeah. this inside joke that you seem to enjoy so much. Um, I my girlfriend was sleeping slightly, falling asleep, and I turned <laughs> to her. I'm like, baby. Did you finalize uh, to build the crib like you said you're going to do this morning? And she woke up in panic when I said the crib. She realized (laughs) that, holy shit, I didn't do a crib. So, what went on is Gary was falling asleep, and his only task for the day is to do the the freaking crib. And then, when I said crib, he woke up in panic and he got fired on that position. And I was back to (laughs) (laughs) creepy.
1: Thank you for that laugh. (laughs)
0: All right. So, so that like, being said, I, I had to share with you.
1: Oh, thank you, man. I do appreciate that. Anytime <laughs> when another voice or something like that goes on in your head or her head, I want to know about it. I want to know what what person got fired in her head or your head.
0: We will bring the we will bring the weekly brain uh, chronicles, the workers of the brain chronicles. With pleasure.
1: Okay, sounds good to me.
0: <laughs> so all right.
1: Alright, so I'm gonna go on ahead and introduce the show and uh we'll get on with our movie news segment.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, A lot to talk about, it, huh?
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. So hello movie lovers and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, I actually have Louis the French with me today. And Bonjour. we're gonna be and we're actually gonna be talking about um Joe Schumacher has passed away. We're also talking about Michael Keaton might be returning as Batman. He's in talks. And then Cobra Kai actually has a new home in Netflix. And we're also going to be talking about DC in general, about how they actually have maybe the right track that they're actually going with. We're going to be talking about that. So with further ado, let's go ahead and get on with the show.
0: Yes, sir. So what, what do you want to start with?
1: Let's go with Joel Schumacher. Let's go on ahead and talk about that for a minute because that was the most shocking.
0: Yeah. Um, right off the bat, was he known to be sick or was it like pretty close that it does information? To be
1: honest with you, it hit me as a surprise because I never knew him to be sick or anything like that. So I didn't really – when the news got – whenever one of my friends – I'm like, are you serious? Are you for real? Because Mm. I don't want this to actually be something that's actually falsified or anything like that, you know, because I don't believe in doing celebrity hoax.
0: Mm. And he
1: goes, goes, no, it's actually true. So I looked up Variety, and Variety was the one who actually reported it. And, you know, it's just sad to actually see him pass away. And, you know, I want to say he died at age 80, which he lived a good life you know mm, yeah and uh you know he actually did two batman films he died in new york today and battle oh he had cancer
0: okay so it was a a closeted situation that was deteriorating okay right all right oh so, but yeah it, it it is sad and it is uh to be honest with you i'm not the most familiar with his movies. Uh, except for a couple like Lost Boys, uh, obviously the Batman's for not the right reasons. We know that, <laughs> right? Uh, and uh, Phantom of the Opera number twenty three is what um, what stands out. Now that being said, uh, it's not my favorite movies, but he did a lot of movies. He was always constant. He he seemed to have a a, a good career for himself. Not my kind well, of step- stuff, but I'm sure he's he's proud of what he he's done. Right.
1: And you see, with me, I love the Lost Boys movies, and I love the movie Falling Down he did with Kirk Douglas. You never – oh, my God. You need to see that movie. All right. Because here's the thing. If you look at Todd Phillips's film The Joker and you actually Mm -hmm. look at Falling Down – the stuff that actually happens of oh, falling
0: down Wait, is, is it the story of a uh, like a. I don't know, my head is an accountant that has like a really bad day and starts going yep. nuts. Yeah. Oh my God. I've seen that once when I was working Super Club Videotron, our uh, <laughs> film rental place. But yeah, no, okay. That tells I did not know it was him.
1: Yeah. I did not know that was him either up until I saw his filmography of everything that he's done, mm. you know, and I'm like, he did that movie. That movie was amazing. You know, I remember running it at Blockbuster. That's how long it's been.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that celebrate with movies. And in my opinion, that's the best way. You know, you can have your moments of silence and, and being sad and everything. But to really true, uh, pay respect to a director or someone who was in the arts community, you um commemorate his work, right? Even right. though it's not the most acclaimed me, I want to commemorate him from the Phantom of the Opera. Even though there's a lot of criticism, I watched that movie so many times. That it it was, I liked the movie and also had a useless crush on Emmy Rossum. So I was a (laughs) bit precious on that, but still I've seen that movie so many times uh, that that's my, my thank, he did something for me in that movie.
1: And you see, I love Phantom of the Opera. I've always loved Phantom of the Opera. I actually got to see the Andrew Lloyd Webb play of Phantom of the Opera in Boston. Nice. but thanks because fan of the opera was always my favorite per, th- my favorite play but let's see for me i'm gonna have to go with he also did phone booth and a time to kill which is a johnny depp film but i'm gonna have to go with lost boys because of the simple fact okay. is it's actually one of my favorite horror movies with vampires yeah it's cheesy but it's actually pretty good <laughs>
0: so I, I I have mixed feelings. I was too old to fully appreciate it i, I watch it in uh like this is kind of outdated eyes, but I do understand the appreciation, especially in those days there's there's not that much of a catalogue of vampire things, right so it's pretty unique take
1: oh most definitely. I love the unique take on it because of the fact that you have the these new um new people that actually move into California and and with their grandfather, they're not sure how they fit into the society in California. Mm. And the younger brother goes into a comic book shop. And of course, everybody knows that there's vampires taking these kids Mm. and, you know, no one's filling in the mother on what's going on or anything like that. You know, Hey, look, there's vampires around or anything like that. And basically she works at a video store on the beach on the boardwalk you have Michael who's off doing his own thing which is played by Kiefer Sutherland I believe and you know he's off doing his thing and everything but he winds up getting bit by a vampire by vampires and everything and his younger brother is in the comic book store looking at horror comics I'll learn Mm -hmm. how to survive against vampires Mm -hmm. so go ahead Alright, but yeah, that's just me. That's what I like. I know that everybody loves the number 23. I'm going to have to um, revisit that film.
0: I, I, I tried to revisit that film. It's not a good movie. I, I understand what he's going for. I personally find it so destroyed good. And Although that, you know, Jim Carrey is a good actor dramatically, something was off. He could have done a lot. The, if the direction maybe would have been different, I think in a different hands, it would have worked more but in this case, something than Joe.
1: I agree with you on that, though, man, because here's the thing. It's not one of my favorite movies that Joel Schumacher has actually done, you know? Yeah. I think that, like you said, Jim Carrey's great at dramatics and stuff like that, but with this film, it just seemed like the plot or just something that was off about the film that I didn't really particularly care for that much.
0: Well, one thing we, you know? I really have to tip my hat, though, is you, you said it yourself. It's number 23, Phantom of the Opera, Batman... That man has touched so many genres. He wasn't Mm -hmm. not afraid of something new. That's for sure.
1: Exactly. He always wanted to expand his horizons on something. And that's something that I can say from a good filmmaker is he wants to do something more than being in his comfort zone or whatever. He wants to expand out. And I love directors that are wanting to expand out and do something different.
0: Yeah, exactly. Might not always do the, the best results, but it's still a unique take. If if you don't come from that, that genre and you try your hand at it, uh, you're always going to break the mold a bit because you're not following the tropes of if you would be doing it for the 10th time, you know?
1: Right. Exactly. Like I, Like you said, though, I mean, he's done horror. He's done musicals. He's done uh action flicks he's done a bunch of even the thrillers if you actually count the number well number 23 is a thriller Mm -hmm. but even with a time to kill with johnny depp that's actually a thriller action type movie
0: Hmm. and i've actually saw that movie it doesn't tell me anything time to kill maybe if you if you tell me a story
1: okay a time to kill is where johnny depp's daughter gets taken and they're only giving him up to certain uh, certain minutes to actually find, uh, do everything that he wants, him, these people want him to do. If the time runs out, they kill his daughter. So you have him going through different types of stuff where he has to try and kill a congresswoman. Uh, he's trying to do other things within that whole entire realm.
0: Okay. No, so, it really doesn't say anything to me.
1: Right. So, that's just the movie that I like, though, because I remember renting it. And also, too, I actually own it on VHS. Okay. But <laughs>
0: Hey, man. <laughs> VHS, I, I, it's something that, you know, might not be always worth a lot of money. But it's souvenirs, man. It's, it's childhood right there. Eric. Exactly.
1: So, let's go on. Are you done talking about Joel Schumacher? Or is there more that you wanted to add on to
0: it? No, I'm. I'm pretty good on my end.
1: OK, so let's go on and talk about the other big news today that actually dropped mm-hmm. about Andy Muschietti's uh, movie, *A Flashpoint, which is also part of the DCEU with Israel uh, Isra Miller is actually attached still to play the Flash. And Michael Keaton is actually going to be Bat- might be Batman again. He's in talks. So mm-hmm. I like the I love this news. It actually made me geek out. And everything, mm-hmm. I felt like Jonah Hill in that GIF where he's actually really excited. Yeah, and <laughs> and uh, I'm just gonna tell you this: if this actually does happen, I'm gonna be over the moon for this because here's the thing: we can actually have a Batman Beyond movie. We can probably have a Dark Knight uh, Returns movie, mm-hmm. and everything as well with this with this whole entire thing. Just depending on the timeline on how they want to actually set it,
0: and, and- you know. And this is, I think, uh, DC being smart because um, the I hope that's that's what they're realizing because that's what made me uh, think when I saw the news is DC might have finally understand what their direction is in the sense that Joker, its own its own thing, right? Uh, right? Flash might be its own thing. You might have like every movie is a different situation, a different timeline in the DC universe. They can really showcase something you would never thought to see on on screen. And you can do different things with other movies. It can be uh, its own universe, but uh, the movie, it's its own universe. Not every movie is connected to uh, each other because it opens up the door to to bring back actors or characters from the past. And then it allows Mm -hmm. other makers to to do unique storylines or characters that doesn't have to be attached to a flash movie, right? So they can go in so many more directions and touch so many more types of audiences, right. Than just being confined in one universe and hope it works because you're only targeting one audience.
1: Exactly. And think of it like this too, though. Like you mentioned, you have other several movies that are not going to be connected in a certain sense. And I love that because you're not handcuffing the writers to do a shared universe. And not Mm -hmm. only that, but if you think about it, when we pick up comic books, not everything is connected, so mm-hmm. this can be so. This can actually be something to where you're picking up a comic book, and this is actually just based off of Flashpoint itself, where it doesn't have to connect in with the DCEU, and you're just reading it, you're geeking out over it, and everything, and just enjoying that one comic book based mm-hmm. off of Flashpoint. So, you can actually do something like that, and that's how I actually view this. As it's just one of those issues where you're actually reading something that's not connected to anything,
0: yeah. and... And again, like, what other character to do uh, best to do than Flash? Ezra Miller's Flash. I love Ezra Miller. He is for me Flash. Uh, he is perfect in the role. So I'm so happy he's not going away. And imagine we were talking. We're talking about like what it means uh, for the studios, right? But just imagine seeing Keaton back in a cowl, oh.
1: and he's I
0: would love the to old. He's the old Batman, right? Uh, he is probably, maybe still daunting the cape. I don't know. But one thing that, my, something my brain popped up is, how is the bat suit going to look? And I hope Tim Burton, um, uh, Keaton's bat suit is going to look like, what if the design of Tim Burton would have been done today's age? Keep the, the mm. yellow bat sign. Keep it all black. Just more functional
1: you know what i would like to say though with that they keep the yellow one but have it kind of disoriented like he's been in this for a long time you know i'm saying where the bat sign is kind of faded a little bit has like a little grungy kind of feel dark kind of feel to it a little bit to let us know hey look he's been batman for this long a time and he's still Mm. battling
0: Mm. i wonder how they're going to approach his psychology if ever it does work so you if we're going back to the comments you said before, you think he might be sending the, the Batman 2099 era?
1: I would like to see that, but also at the same time, I wouldn't mind seeing like a 1989 Batman set in the Frank Miller universe of The Dark Knight Returns, so mm. where you could actually have that. Even though we got it with Ben Affleck, I would like to see that with Michael Keaton now, because I would like to actually see an older Batman kind of worn out Tired from fighting crime, and it's doing a lot of damage on his body.
0: Uh, You know, something just popped. I, I I just thought of it. If follow me, okay? Now you got Batman. Imagine, you know, uh, a scene. So you have Flash. You have Michael Keaton Batman. They're meeting up now. Um, Michael Keaton Batman is, uh, is talking about the villains are coming back. Imagine Jack Nicholson finds a way to come back? <laughs> because right now, yes, you're always dead and everything, but people are understanding or accepting of alternate universe Jokers, mm-hmm. right? Um, what if they find a way to pay homage as a last goodbye to Keaton and, um, and, um, and the old Joker, for, uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker?
1: I would be sold on that. And here's another thing, though, too. Don't forget, with the flashpoint and everything, Barry Allen pretty much screws up the whole entire timeline oh, yes. as well. So that would actually be a reason to actually put uh, the Joker back in as he's alive without having to explain why he's alive because Barry actually destroyed the timeline.
0: Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. It's convenient, but it makes sense at the same time because that can be the whole plot hole in the movie, right? Barry Allen right. shows up uh, in his timeline, in his uh, his bubble universe and then with no reason no explanation into michael keaton's Batman surprise the joker's back
1: exactly wow i would love to see that that would be (laughs) sick it would it'd be like back to the future but turned upside down
0: (laughs) hell yeah Uh, we're never gonna make it but we should still find a way to propose it to the studios but (laughs)
1: <laughs> I have an idea. Let's tweet out to WB right now and try and get that thing moving.
0: <laughs> and, and let's have two likes and have no one in their circles actually see it.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> I can see. what are these two people doing? Well, they have this idea. Yeah, well, we have our idea. Andy Muschietti already has this thing covered. We're not going to worry about them, too.
0: <laughs> we already spent $50 million. No, screw it. Like, imagine they actually go to their office. Like, we have a great idea and it actually gets made. That that would be sick. Right? But yeah. Might as well. Uh, might as well pay the lottery and hopes. Exactly. <laughs> All right. but, but um, yeah. Go ahead.
1: Oh, but you know, I love the concept of that. But what about Jeffrey Dean Morgan? I know there was talks before about Jeffrey Dean Morgan wanting to be Bruce Wayne. Mm. Not Bruce Wayne, but not not Bruce Wayne, but his father.
0: To be honest, uh, I don't mind. It's a really any actor they deem like that would fit, and you know logically it does fit. Yes, but if you got the chance to go with the OG Batman, that it never crossed anyone's mind, or more mostly almost anyone's mind, that we might actually truly see Keith and back in a Batman suit, and we would revisit our childhoods, and the movie works. You got. Move over, I'm sorry, move over Avengers if that happens. Because they're able to bring back the nostalgia, that's going to work for them. If it's done correctly.
1: Right, because it can go off as cheesy and everything. It could go off as bad depending on how it's actually written, how it's actually perceived through mouth. Because Mm. when you write something down on paper, it may not perceive well as when you're vocalizing it. So hopefully that everything will go smooth. Hopefully this is going to be a good transition for... Michael Keaton and everything, because I do want to see him back as Batman again. And this is actually going to pave the way for more villains to even show up. Not only that, but think of it like this. Don't forget, the Penguin could also show back up again. Danny DeVito's Penguin.
0: Oh, hell, Catwoman. <laughs> oh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yes. it's You know what? It, 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 what they should do, and it, I know, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to say something. It's not respectful, so I'm not going to mention right now. I'll bring it in another time, though.
1: No, no, no. Well, if you want to bring it Whoa. up, you can. Okay. okay. Okay, well,
0: yeah, no, no. I'm going to skip it. It's, uh, it's, it's not the right timing. Let's just say that.
1: Okay, not a problem. But, you know, I am geeked out over that to probably bring back Catwoman. But do you go with Michelle Pfeiffer because she's up in age now? Or do you go with someone that kind of resembles Michelle Pfeiffer in a way?
0: Oh, no. You go for Michelle Pfeiffer because she's aged. Uh, I'm sorry. if oh, you Oh, yeah. I, I wanna, if you want to make a stand on powerful woman, no matter what the age is. And I'm sorry. I, I'm going to be blunt here. I like my older woman, okay? She is still okay. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She is gorgeous. She can pull it off. She really is. So... It's time that we see powerful women in, in superheroes that are not only 20, 30, 40, right? Um, exactly. she, she We know who she is. She is a sex symbol from back then. She's still a sex symbol for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So why not use her because of those reasons?
1: I agree. I agree with you on that, 110% on that. Because, you know, I love Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. She's just sexy in that Catwoman suit. And everything, and not only that, but like you said, she still has that sex appeal to her, even now in at her age and everything. She looks fantastic, Mm -hmm. you know. And and having Michael Keaton and her back again with that chemistry, oh my god, that's gonna be
0: fire again. Right now, you only hear Keaton. Mark my words that you're me or you're probably uh, right. Right. We're going to get more returning characters. This is just that maybe the tip of avalanche. If something goes through that route, again, they might have such a huge hit that I just hope they won't fall into the trap of, you know, going to one direction too fast, but
1: Mm
0: -hmm. if it works, they're going to get proof that, you know, Joker, that concept works because it's well thought out. It's not a rush idea. Um, if you have good concepts, trust your concepts, go with it. If this one does good, we're going to see a dominance from WB, and Marvel is going to have to step their game.
1: Right, exactly. Because I like the fact now Marvel has to redo their building blocks, and here's DC. This is their time to capitalize. While, they're, yep. while, while the building blocks are, have kind of fallen with MCU, they can actually start building their building blocks. And do their thing without having to do a shared universe, or connect anything to it, and they can make movies that are more profitable and stuff that we actually love.
0: Yeah, it's it is it is the make it or break it. To be honest, if if their next set of movies right now they're doing good, Joker, right? But Wonder Woman did well, right. so you know one movie doesn't change the tipping scales. No. If they well, the- drop the ball, something might happen with uh, WB. The, the the movie maybe just. Uh, just um dc as a whole because not they're dying but marvel has a dominance like we've never seen before and dc's paying for it so something's got to give
1: right well if you think of it like this though i know that you said that wonder woman and joker but don't forget shazam made good money and then you also have aquaman so you have i think you're they're four for four right now if you actually count joker in there Mm. But if you actually count it by himself, they're three for three.
0: Yeah, but they're a joke. I mean, like that universe, there's there's gems, right? But it, it's even in... I forgot where I listened to... Uh, it, when um, Humphrey fell on the category... No, the, his opponent fell on the category of uh, of uh, DCU. He's like, ugh, that movies." That's the normal reaction. A right. lot of people go, ugh. So they made money, but there's... There's not that much of a following. There's They didn't make waves, true. right? They're, they can't bank on this money. They can't, you know, uh, revolve that money into money into something. That next movie, it's actually going to work again. Uh, That's so true, too. They, they need a concept, man.
1: That's true. They actually do need some concrete ground to where they can actually do everything with. Because they need a solid foundation. If you don't have a solid foundation, that thing's going to end up falling apart.
0: Yeah. And... so. Now, who's heading DC right now? Do you know?
1: Uh, not I DC, believe... yeah, the WDC. Uh, you're talking about just Warner Brothers in general, or no? For
0: for the DC department in Warner Brothers.
1: I think Jeff Johns is still.
0: Okay, I hope I hope he he you know he's a guy from comics, right? So use the wacky logic of comics and find a way to to, to fit. Uh, fit the uh, the movie universe and i think that's what he's doing right it's because like you said if you look at it uh, in a comic book eyes joker it's a, it's the arkham asylum comic book it's a one shot one story and it became famous right but it doesn't connect to any right. other uh, anything else and then you go in the regular series where you have one tying story but you know you don't necessarily always have to watch the other movies to understand it right And it's not always interconnecting, and you can still do one shots like they did with Joker. So it it feels like a different perspective of comic book uh, logic.
1: Right, exactly. You can do your uh, Elseworld Joker or Elseworld Penguin or whatever and still have the continuity with the regular DC comic book stuff. So I'm totally sold on that as well.
0: Yeah, and you know. And here, here's here's the hoping for the best, man, because I I want right. my my good uh, DC movies and not just one yay and one what the fuck happened one yay what you know I want to be right. happy every time not every time but I want to have a better experience I've had in the last fifteen years. Let's just say.
1: I agree with you. I want a better. I want better movies. That's all I'm asking for is just better movies. And you know I wouldn't mind seeing a Zack Snyder film with Michael Keaton in it after Flashpoint. If this thing actually gets – if the Snyder Cut is actually back on – you know what I'm saying? Next year, we're going to be getting the Snyder Cut. So Mm. if the Snyder Cut is a success, it could actually open the doors back for Zack Snyder to come in and direct another DC movie.
0: Oh, for sure. And I think, you know what, all this ties in together. I mean, this might be the plan. If we were talking about Flash and time travel and this and that, right – uh, it, there might be an actual tie-in reason of why we're getting the Snyder Cut, right? Barry right. Allen messed up the timeline and the story's different. And only he realizes it, right? So right. so there's so much things they, they, they can do. They can start off, if it is a hit, it opens a door to, to set in little seeds without doing exactly the same formula of what Marvel did, like what they tried before, right? Right.
1: I, I would like to see that. You know, and I think that DC has learned their lesson now. I think they have actually fully are understanding their audience now, versus being like minions inside the WB just running around everywhere,
0: mm, not knowing yeah. what
1: to do. You know, yeah. Um, but I have full trust in Andy Muschietti because of the fact that you know he did direct it, Chapter One and Chapter Two, but. He's also done Mama, which is a horror film. But he also said, too, that this is not going to be adding any type of horror elements into The Flash. Okay. So, yeah, he said The Flash has always been lighthearted. So there's going to be a lot of lightheartedness to The Flash. While he's also probably going to be probably battling with other things, though, too. But it's not going to be dark like we normally see Andy Muschietti direct stuff.
0: Okay, now, that's interesting. And that actually makes me wonder what villain are we going to see that that supports that kind of like atmosphere and at the same time that's that works with both a uh, perspective of Flash and Batman.
1: True. You know, I think Joker like you said, I think Joker is still the standout. I think that will be the best way to go about it.
0: But here's you know- the thing. Like Joker well, isn't Joker supposed to reappear soon too? So if we're using, I'm I'm maybe going back my logic because there was this news saying that Joker might be back for uh, the the next Batman movie. Um, And then you have this Joker come come on in. Is it too much Joker at this point?
1: I believe it would be too much Joker at that point. If we're going to go down that way, yeah, it would be too much Joker because I was like, okay, what's going on here? I saw Joker and the... Um, other Matt Reeves Batman, and then I'm seeing a different Joker, Jack Nicholson Joker, show up in this movie. How does this interconnect? And nobody, get this, the average moviegoer doesn't know how any of this stuff connects. Nobody but <laughs> us who actually are sweaty over this whole entire thing.
0: Yeah. You
1: know what I'm saying? Only us who keeps up with this stuff is knows what's going on. Like my friends, some of them don't know what's going on. I have to actually fill them in every single day when we talk about what's going on.
0: <laughs> hmm. yeah no know true you know where the audience not dumb but the audio, audience doesn't always take the effort to understand you know um, right. okay yeah so if we eliminate Joker then what villains could work for both I mean something that can complement both of them
1: you can have Clayface
0: yeah yeah, yeah, Clayface is someone we definitely want to see. I'm thinking, that's kind of sciency. What actually? Yeah, it is sciency. It is because I'm trying but, to think. Bringing maybe one villain from from Flash and one villain from Batman, if they work for the story, not just be present and not serve a purpose, right? Right. But it, it, if you actually get a villain that we always wanted to see on a big screen from Flash uh, and a villain that we've never seen or it has to be revisited, like, uh, I don't know, Mr. Freeze and Captain Cold, you know? Oh, I would
1: love to see that. But I was also thinking, too, what about if we have two powerful, powerful villains in this thing? Like, I'm talking about, like, with superpowers kind of thing, where you actually have... Gabby, and who has to try and take down somebody that has superpowers at the same time that Barry Allen also has to take someone down with superpowers. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, but mm, we've seen that with uh, it, it's good, but we've seen that with um, with uh, Poison Ivy and mm. and Mister Freeze, right? But not done the right. proper way. So it could, True. if you want to redo it proper way, yes, it's doable. Oh, you like, know what? I got it. I think I got it. What's up? Gorilla. What you, got? You, you have to go because that's, a, that's the issue I had, right? Which one will go? You know, I give a challenge to Barry Allen because his speed is powers, right? But you also have right. to have and match the intellect of Batman. Gorilla Grog. Right.
1: Yes. I would love to see a Gorilla Grog mixed in with the with Flash and Batman.
0: Yeah, because it challenges the detective side of Batman. Also, Gorilla Grodd is powerful. He's massive. He's not one you're gonna just uh, do a whole, uh, whole choke and he's down, you know. And right. so he, he he serves a good purpose of Batman, but he also serves. He's a nemesis, a nemesis the Flash that's known. So it works perfectly. So yeah, I changed my uh, my vote from Joker to Gorilla Grodd.
1: Okay, that's. I guess what I'm actually gonna go with you on that one too because I actually Our,
0: like that. So, and, and with budget, it might look good, right? Because the, the, the TV Flash uh, brought Gorilla Grodd. It actually was decent. It, mm-hmm. it, it worked for me. So imagine with budget how how well that would look.
1: Oh, most definitely. I could just see Gorilla Grodd a lot bigger than what we got on the TV screen because don't get me wrong, I love Gorilla Grodd on the TV, but I would like to see him them expand his size up a little bit more. Mm. You know? And not like yeah. on the level, maybe Lord. not on the same level as King Kong or anything like that, but maybe something a little bit, you know... More uh, menacing. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it would also give it not just an action movie, right? It would be something... Because Gory Garod is a very intelligent character, too, you know? He has reasons. He's a king. So it, it would not just be uh, an action movie. It would be something that might potentially make you feel and reflect and and all the good mixtures you need for a good superhero, superhero movies of today's age.
1: Most definitely. It'd be like a, psycho, a psychological detective movie that we haven't gotten before with Batman.
0: With a big gorilla. that's you, <laughs> put, uh, <laughs> put out a context. Context, you sound like you're on drugs, you know?
1: Exactly. It's like King Kong meets Batman. Or I can just see the Sherlock. Right.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Alright, um, what was your news, I think, of a show? I don't really watch that show, but I think there's mm-hmm. uh, other stuff that happened.
1: Yeah, Cobra Kai actually found a new home, and Christian Harloff actually called this on the show. He actually said mm-hmm. that uh, Cobra Kai, he says that he sees Netflix probably picking it up, because YouTube uh, Premium is actually dropping all its scripted shows.
0: Yeah, it's not doing good, is it?
1: no and i you know what i even said this to one of my friends that messaged me well my fans on the page that i have on facebook he's like is it true about cobra kai i said yeah it's absolutely 100 true that cobra kai is actually moving over to over to netflix but i also said this i never saw it as an opportunity for netflix to do scripted shows i Mm. felt like when they do scripted shows on youtube whenever they whenever i first saw this announced whenever they were doing like some sci-fi show. I'm like, okay, that is different. I understand that you're trying to do, compete with streaming services and trying to keep up to date, but you're forgetting what your foundation is built yeah. on, and your foundation is not built on streaming. You don't, well, not that kind of streaming, anyways.
0: Hmm. Yeah, you know? it it didn't fit the brand. It felt like uh, YouTube forgot who they were, essentially.
1: Just like. Exactly, like blockbusters forgetting who they were when Netflix wanted to try and and do something with them. And look what happened with them. Yeah. But, but, you know, I'm excited for Cobra Kai for season three because here's the thing. I'm not a fan of spinoffs. I'm not a fan of movies that are actually based, TV shows that are based off of movies or shows that are spinoffs of other shows Mm because I'm like you know what, I already saw this, I don't need to go back and see the same characters again but the way they do Cobra Kai is just fantastic Mm. you see uh, Daniel Caruso being this guy who has everything like for instance, you have uh, him working at a car dealership because that's actually his business, he actually is a car dealer you there? yeah Okay. I'm eating a popsicle yeah.
0: at the same time, so I just don't want to chew. <laughs>
1: okay, just, just making sure. All right. But yeah, he's actually a car dealer. And basically, everything is working out for him. He's got the wife, he's got the kids, he has this big old, huge family house. And every single time when you buy a car from Daniel, you get a bonsai tree.
0: <laughs> God.
1: <laughs> so he is, still has a little bit of Miyagiism in him and everything as well. And then you have Johnny. Who is this guy who is down on his luck, kind of thing, but he's also an alcoholic. He doesn't pay child support. You know, it's kind of like uh, when you, the most popular guy in your school, winds up mm. being the, being a, everything that you Will thought life. that he was going to be. Right. And, you know, then he winds up deciding, Johnny decides he's going to reopen Cobra Kai. So you have that going on, and then you also have Johnny's son, who is, uh, who, who has a mother doesn't that doesn't care about him, has a father that doesn't care about him. So he knows that he doesn't that his father does not like Daniel. So he goes on ahead and seeks to uh, learn karate from Daniel, and also to uh, help him with uh, the cars. Not only that, but Daniel doesn't even have a clue that that's even his Johnny's son. So that adds mm. more fuel to the fire. Mm. So you have that conflict going on.
0: No. So is that just one season you described me, or you pretty much said the overall show?
1: No, that's actually the one full season of everything that's going on. And of course, okay. Johnny opens up Cobra Kai again, and he wants to try and compete in co- have the karate being uh, competed in. Uh, Gle- Gleece shows up and everything, and it just goes bonkers from season two.
0: Hmm. Hmm. You now, that's the thing. I find it interesting. It's on YouTube Red, right? Or whatever the name is. Right. I don't right. know where to find it if I don't want to watch on YouTube Red. So.
1: At the, uh, right now, you can actually probably stream it for free on YouTube, just regular YouTube. Oh, yeah. Or you can. Yeah, or you can go on ahead and wait a couple of months because they're actually going to be dropping season one and season two on Netflix. Oh,
0: there you go. And And, oh, it shows the power of Netflix. (laughs) You know, you haven't seen it. And that takes uh, the value out of the the new YouTube streaming service, right? It's like, come with us, we're exclusive. No, I'm going to wait six months, it's going to be on Netflix.
1: Right, exactly. it has
0: no staying power, it's ridiculous. Really
1: uh, I'm right, it's like they have no boundaries at all. It's no. like, hmm. but yeah, season three is actually done filming, and season three is going to drop a couple of months later after they actually release Cobra Kai season one and two.
0: Hmm.
1: So, I'm actually happy that we're getting a season three for Cobra Kai. I love Cobra Kai. Uh, Karate Kid's always been my favorite 80s movie, aside from a couple of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, stuff like that. (laughs)
0: Hmm.
1: But, you know, it's just something that I really love. Um, Let's see here. I know I talked about this on Hotel Nerds uh, podcast yesterday, our YouTube channel yesterday. But what do you think about the Ferrari biopic with Hugh Jackman?
0: Cool. If it's interesting, awesome. It's just I'm not a car guy, and I like biopics. The good ones, well made. So if it's a good mm-hmm. one, one movie, I'm gonna probably watch it. But I'm not like there's the, oh. the movie. Uh, I forgot Ford versus Ferrari or whatever. Uh, the, I still haven't seen it. It looks Same interesting. Here. Um, and if it's a well done movie, cool. But I've I'm gonna kind of have even li- more less time to watch movies in the coming future, I think I'm going to be selective of what what I'm watching, and this is not one of them. Not right away.
1: Right. And you see, I'm not a big car guy either, and stuff like that, to be honest with you. I'm like, okay, Hugh Jackman's going to be in the 1950s, uh, and everything, with the Ferrari, and everything. I was wondering if they were going to interconnect with Ford versus Ferrari at the end. I just Hmm. don't... For me, I'm not a big car guy. I'm not really into that kind of biopics, but... The casting choice to have Hugh Jackman in there, I'm actually sold on. Hmm. It's just not something that's on my radar.
0: Hmm. But I'm happy Hugh Jackman. I I have a feeling that he's going to be another, like, I don't know. um, Those actors, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hannibal and um, Anthony Hopkins, right? You've seen him Mm -hmm. for so long. Uh, that he has a career of, like, 50 years and he's the most celebrated actor. Hugh Jackman is that person, I have a feeling, because he's going to be so beloved for Wolverine, but he has still another 20 years of acting to do, and he's going to be amazing every time, especially more he gets older.
1: I agree with you. He'll be on the level of a Marlon Brando, if you think about it, Mm -hmm. in the future. Mm -hmm. I can see it. Uh, Another thing, too, is Josh Gad is actually wanting... To, is actually doing a uh, Furious Bueller reunion.
0: Mm. On his podcast, right?
1: Uh, yeah, on his podcast. And don't forget, he just got done doing the Back to the Future one not too long ago.
0: I, I, I've seen them like pop out in my suggestions. Still haven't watched them, but I am curious. Is it good?
1: To be honest with you, I haven't wa- got a chance to actually check it out. Mm. But I think I'm going to actually, uh, you know what? I think I'm going to go on ahead and check out the back to the future one and do a review on the reunion on how well it went mm. and then do another review followed up with this reunion that he, that he did to see how good it is.
0: All right. All right. I'm, so, I'm again, not a lot of time <laughs> to do things uh, for myself <laughs> right now. So, but, um, right. I, how can I say this? Uh, YouTube, I watch, like, for two things only, like Schmodown and something else. And mm-hmm. I don't know. YouTube is useless right now.
1: <laughs> you see, for me, I watch, you know, Schmodown, but I also watch SEN Live. I watch John Campia. Mm. To get all my mo You know what I'm saying? I like to actually go off and of see what somebody else is thinking rather than what I'm thinking. Mm. And, you know, he... Don't, John Campy is a part of the reason why I got into this thing too.
0: Yeah, same of AMC here. Movie Talk. Yeah. So. So you're the same generation as me.
1: Right. Exactly. Nice. Um, I started watching AMC Movie Talk around 2013 or 2014
0: when yeah. they were just in the closet. <laughs> yeah, and I, I actually, I was a security guard. And work, working 12 hour shifts, right? So I just found him out of boredom and hated Campy at first. He annoyed the living crap out of me. <laughs> and that's what kept me watching because I, after a while, I just kind of fell in love with him. And then, you know, um, wow, why am I blanking on names today? Uh, hello. In, Amy Rose. No, Mitoocalypse. Oh, no, that's in Hard Off Times.
1: Right, yeah. that's Harlov's.
0: In those times, it was Andrew Chen. No. No,
1: no, no, no. Dennis Zhang is what you're talking about.
0: Yes. Uh, was Makuga on there too? No, that
1: was during uh, the time of the Schmoes, whenever they went on ahead and introduced the Schmoes. So but he- the OGs was Dennis Zhang, Campia, then Amy Rose, and then... You had uh, another one. You also had another woman that was on there all the time too. That kept on introducing uh, John Schneps' uh, autobiography for That's the Superman Lives." What happened? Okay. I forgot. I forgot what her name was, but it was that those three, and then Schnepp joined in after a couple of episodes of him doing um, Skype, mm. and then that's how he became the OG of the AMC. Nice. And then after a couple of months, uh, whenever they joined AMC, which is, I think, on the stream, that's when they introduced the schmoes.
0: And harloff slowly took over. Yep. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I think it worked out. Uh, I, I like John, John Campio for what he does. He, he seems better working alone on a podcast.
1: I agree. I feel like sometimes with guests or whatever, it kind of slows him, it slows down his pacing a little bit. Mm. I feel like he's better solo than he is with somebody, but that's just me.
0: And is it but- is it me in the AMC days? I loved it when he his brain would snap because of certain comments, <laughs> and and you you I can only imagine his employees like they're two, like every time he snaps, like there's at least four employees that die of a heart attack, so you, they keep imploring him not to do it, but. That intensity <laughs> of the guy isn't in, is insane he when he went on a rant, man was it legendary.
1: It was if you actually look at the rant that he did for uh the Avengers TV show, uh you know what I'm talking about.
0: Uh, that, I have the memory of a goldfish
1: well, um basically he didn't he does not like the uh TV show of the Avengers or whatever. I forgot the name of the TV show.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of Shield.
1: Yeah, he does not like it. As a matter of fact, he even made fun of it. He goes, um, every single time when you turn around, they always have to reference something. And he used Thor's hammer as an example. He goes, oh my God, they said Thor's hammer. Isn't that great? This show is awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I <it's-> like <sighs> oh,
1: But, yeah. So, let me think. Um, I actually got a chance to check out the new Child's Play movie.
0: Oh! uh, Can you say your thoughts right now, or are you going to do a review?
1: I was going to go ahead and do a bonus one, but hey, if you want to ask me some questions and everything, we can do it that way.
0: Okay. Um, Is the overall feel, does it feel like its own movie and does it work?
1: It actually feels like its own movie because of the fact is you're dealing with Chucky in a newer generation, where you actually have a smart doll, in a sense, you know. Yeah, okay. And b- basically, what happens is this: he, this the guys who are uh, in, Bet- in uh, Vietnam are making the dolls, and one of the gu- bosses winds up getting pissed off at one of his workers. He slaps him in the face, and next thing you know, what he gets pissed off and takes out the mi- microchip and then de- deactivates all the safety features off of that doll. To where it's pretty much damaged. So by the time that it reaches Andy and everything, it's already damaged. And it's also uh, recording everything that Andy's saying. It's video recording him and also voice recording him. On everything that he's saying. Andy's mom, to me, you know, you you remember the 1980s version with Andy's mom. Yeah. And you remember how you actually feel like it's actually a mother that actually cares for her son. In this one, I didn't really get the whole... I get the fact that she loves her son, and this time her son's mostly dealing with the fact that he doesn't have that many friends or anything like that. He feels Mm. awkwardly social awkward, so therefore she gets him the doll and everything from her toy store that she works at. And she's actually a younger version of Andy's mother. Okay. And I just... I just didn't really feel like that she actually felt uh, fit the bill on that because she goes around, she has a boyfriend. She sleep every single time when Andy opens up the door, they're always banging each other.
0: Mm.
1: I'm like, okay, basically you turned her, his mom into a woman that's actually careless and doesn't care about her son versus someone that actually cares about her son. Because I didn't really feel like that. She actually cared about him. And then you remember the cop, Michael, he actually, well yeah Michael actually lives in this uh, his mother lives in the same apartment complex as Andy Andy does and that's the whole entire thing about how they actually connect his, his character with them but Mark Hamill uh, plays the voice of Chucky hmm. and you know whenever they first announced this I was like okay I like Mark Hamill but he doesn't really it doesn't really excite me that you know to actually have him on there as Chucky. It just d- nothing really resonated with me. I really didn't care about seeing this film, but you know what? It was on Hulu. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna ignore everything. Everybody's saying, "Oh, this is trash" and everything else, and go with my own perspective. So and
0: one thing I understand. So there is no voodoo element now. It's just a bad AI.
1: Yeah, it's just a bad IA. That's AI. smart. AI.
0: That's smart writing. That's that's adapting to today's uh, horror in real life. And actually, make something relevant out of it,
1: right? And not only that, but even the people who made the doll—they're even a big, all huge corporation. So they have everything is powered by this uh, by the creators of this doll. Like you have, you remember the little vacuum cleaners that cl- does does everything by itself.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the the Roomba, have, Roomba, whatever.
1: Yeah, they have a Roomba. They have different electronics that's actually powered from one source if you think about it they're kind of like the apple of that world
0: yeah apple or google
1: right and basically they even have a car that can drive its drive its own self and chucky was able to control that with his finger interesting so right and then the drones too oh my god, the drones that uh, that they used in this film, he has the ability to control the drones. He has the ability to control all the other smart dolls, too. Hmm. So, I mean, it's its they actually thought it out. I mean, that's not as bad as what people are actually making it out to be. There are a couple of things that I actually did find cringeworthy, like I said, with Indy's mom. Then there was also the chemistry between Michael and her just didn't really work like it did hmm. in the first film at all. And I thought they were actually going to try and recapture the whole thing with the mental institution because of what Andy was going through. Hmm. But they didn't really do that. All she did was just put him right by her side and the toy store. And at that point in time, at, uh, the doll's over there blackmailing uh, Andy with the hmm. video footage. Hmm. And then the, uh, the boyfriend and everything as well, he's also using video footage to actually make it look like Andy's the one who's doing everything.
0: Hmm. Well, okay. So, you 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 really piqued my curiosity. I'm I was really off, and I'd say right now I'm at fifty, no, sixty five percent maybe watching.
1: All right, that's actually pretty good though. So before it was like zero percent, right?
0: It was minus twenty.
1: <laughs> minus okay, yeah, negative twenty versus 70. yeah, okay, that's really good.
0: It's really yeah. <laughs> because, I'm still not one hundred percent convinced because the whole mom thing, like, uh, what's uh, the Babadook, right? Yeah, That's the kind of mom relationship we want to feel, right? Uh, There's something so natural and you really feel, you know, this is really her son. Compared to what you're describing me, that aspect, if it's not in there, that might lose me a bit. But I'm curious to see what they do with like, the whole technology because I-, I find it's an interesting concept you see more and more. There's a lot of focus on AI going bad. And there's even fears of uh, James Cameron said, it, like, if you don't believe that AIs are, you know, a potential danger, you know, it's scary. I've seen a lot of the things in development. It's scary where we're at right now. So there's right. a lot of emphasis on that. And I find it interesting that he went that direction. It's it's alarming at the same time.
1: It really is because I was like, oh, my. Because even, you know, it's a horror film. And it's so it's so close to reality that it's not even funny about how this AI can actually control everything, you know? And we yeah. use AI for just about everything. When you look at Siri, when you look at uh, Alexis and everything, too, it records everything. We're being watched. So we have that little scary element into Chucky as well. Huh. Uh, All
0: right. So, yeah. 65% is a really good result. So yeah. I'm, <laughs> if ever one day when I am able to just not change diapers or trying to chase sleep, uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to probably watch it.
1: All right. But yeah, I thought it was really good. I, I mean, it was a good movie for a remake and everything. I've seen worse remakes than that. And that's the same thing I said with the Pet Cemetery remake. I've seen worse remakes than Pet Cemetery. Never seen remake.
0: never seen the original, never going to see the new one. It just doesn't interest me, that movie.
1: I can understand that. I mean, it's, that, those movies are not going to appeal for everybody. So, True. that's fine. All right, so I think that's going to cover everything that I wanted to talk about. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about?
0: Uh, to be honest... N- Again, I'm not the most on the loop of uh, movie news, but if there's any movie, any people that, you know, listen to the show that want to help me out, because I would love to be more involved, uh, you know, hashtag North, Not hashtag, but you see how much I, I, uh, I use Twitter for fuck's sakes. Um, okay. Uh, you know, just m- make me in the link of a, of a retweet and definitely inform me of what's going on, because I definitely oh, want to well. step out in the game.
1: Okay, well, I just stepped onto something. Um, JoeBlow.com, they actually said that there was a Gremlins 3 script that would have ex- actually explored the history of the Mugwai.
0: Okay, cool. First one is enjoyable, it was fun. Second one, I just don't remember. So I wonder if right. they're going to go like pass or reboot or what? You, what would you like to see it as in what form?
1: Well, they're actually doing the animation style for HBO Max to explain the Mugwai thing but I would here's the thing whenever they said they were going to do that for HBO Max and all of a sudden it was like animation I'm like I wanted to see that in a movie format and the whole fact now that I know that they were actually thinking about doing that for the third movie Mm. you know and then they scrapped it that makes me kind of sad but I wouldn't mind seeing an animation film now that I'm a little bit more open minded to it you know sometimes I let things marinate a little bit and then after that I wind up being sold on something
0: all right, yeah, I'm I'm not opposed to it either. Uh, actually, you know what? The fact that it's animated actually works for me. The more I think about it, yeah, it it, it actually piques more my curiosity. I it, you can really do something interesting if the art is well thought out and seamless. It might become its own thing. So yeah, I'm I'm actually uh, into it.
1: I can actually see it in the Japanese kind of animation style. If you actually think mm. about it. Now, Mm. because all I can picture is Mugwiles coming up on the steps in Japan and that the old man that actually took the Mugwile in. I can actually see him knocking on Gizmo, knocking on the door or something and that old Mm. man taking him in and the Japanese Mm. animation kind of style.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it works for me. I like it. I can actually see the image in my head.
1: I can, too, now that... I, you know what? Like I said, whenever I first hear news and I'm like, I don't know about that, I'll let things manorate a little bit. I'm like, you know what? It could actually probably work on some things. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
0: but yeah. since we are talking, and if we do have a couple of minutes, then uh, something that just like popped in my head, um, the HMO Max is a streaming service, right? Right. Alright. Uh, is it going to survive on its own, or is it- do you think it's going to aim to, to be bought out or buy another streaming service to become something else?
1: To be honest with you, I could see it probably trying to take over Netflix.
0: Really? Uh, you, really?
1: Because here's the thing. Yeah, it looks small right now. But if you think about it, though, you have comic book-based original series that they're actually working on. They have original stuff that's, that they're actually constantly trying to work on. So mm. they're trying to get their stuff together. And I have a feeling that they're going to be probably third, and Disney is going to be second, and then you have Netflix is first still. So mm. I want to say those are going to be our top three, and Hulu's going to probably be fourth.
0: Interesting. See, I, I'm going completely opposite. I say get one that was going to struggle because the uh, the content is awesome but you see it's not available in canada do you have to find Uh, a way to integrate it canada no i'm not talking about hbo max i'm talking about the other one because we have crave which is our hbo combined with two other services right right uh what they need to have access to canada and broaden their horizons in us is to um mix in with uh dc all access
1: that would be actually a smart move, to be honest with you. Because you know, now you
0: would do competition with Disney and Disney Plus, right? And right. you have HBO original content to go against their original movies and TV series.
1: Okay. That's actually a smarter move because having DC All Access, even though... Yeah, I, I that would actually be a smarter move because of the fact, too, that they're actually having DC shows on HBO
0: Max. Yeah. So Watchmen. it would make
1: more... right. Well, you also have that. You have the new Green Lantern movie coming out. You also have the Doom Patrol TV series that's on there. Mm-hmm. And Doom Patrol is really good. I've been wa- binging that. But, uh, you know, I can definitely probably see them actually buying DC All, All Access and add that into their catalog.
0: Yeah, because it, it it would make them a force. There's really a reason for multiple types of watchers to connect to HBO right now, not just one or two uh, superior things but we'll have a catalog like uh, Disney has a catalog for Pixar has a catalog for Disney has a you know it has different variety of content if HBO goes in that direction because Netflix is very scattered right? right and I like that approach of having something more narrow uh, there's not as much variety but for those who really like it there's always a home for them you know that's how Disney feels like and that's what I want HBO Max to become Uh, Into HBO All Access, you know,
1: that would be fantastic, you know, and not only that, but it also gives reason for people to stay. Because here's the thing: everybody signed up because of the whole Zack Snyder uh, extended cut. So after Mm. that, what are we going to do? After that, are we going to have people unsubscribing? After just as are they going are they going to stay Mm stay around until those other DC shows drop?
0: So yeah, yeah.
1: So you need to actually have an audience that's actually going to stick around. So having DC all at, all access would actually give them a reason to stick around.
0: Yeah, and uh, isn't it funny though that the new DC DC um, uh, Justice League movie Snyder Cut goes goes to HBO when it can go to DC All Access?
1: That's true. It could, but then why did I it think, go that route? What I'm thinking is is the fact that. Not that many people are actually watching DC all a- all access like they thought, probably. So yeah. they want to go where the most subscribers would actually go to. And, and also to he- mm.
0: that's bad. If you right. have a platform and your platform you don't have no confidence, like we're not gonna put this in because we actually need views and it's yours. Right. That's an issue. You need to join forces.
1: <laughs> exactly. And I would like to actually see what how much money DC All Access is actually making, so that way we, uh, we mm. can actually say, so that way we have some concrete evidence on where we can go on, to so where we can say HBO Max might be able to buy this. Hmm. You know?
0: Mm. Well, uh, it's it's to be seen, but it's definitely an interesting uh, conversation to be to be had once we have more perspective.
1: Exactly. We can always follow back on this later on when we... Uh, yeah, have more concrete evidence of the saying actually happens. Um,
0: hey, while the things that have happened, right? Disney right. bought Fox,
1: <laughs> exactly. And we didn't see that coming at all.
0: No, that, that was a well kept secret.
1: I, I love the fact that they uh kept that a secret from us because don't forget we have people in the bidding ward like Comcast and everything else that was trying to buy up Fox. So, uh.
0: But so, it uh, saddens me by the same time. I think they're in b- better direction now with, with Disney. They can do something good with Disney. For sure.
1: I, I agree with you on that. Because I feel like Fox didn't really know what they wanted to do at certain, with certain uh, projects. Some of mm. it was like hit and miss. It's like, okay, let's think about doing this. And then all of a sudden, you don't hear about it for a couple of months. And then all of a sudden, it's, well, we decided to scrap that idea and go with something else.
0: Yeah, nothing was ever moving forwards.
1: Right, and they didn't have no faith in their projects either. It's like they don't even do a good job at trying to promote anything.
0: I mean, and and yet, like, so how do we get the Wolverines? And how do we get like the really, really good X Men movie, which is the only thing apparently Fox was able to do uh, correctly from time to time? How do we get those movies out of that much disarray?
1: I believe that the marketing at that time, whoever was doing the marketing during that time, knew what they were doing. And then as Hmm. we go through the later years, somebody else was probably doing the marketing and the PR for it. And they didn't know how to market certain things. And it got to the point where Fox was no longer the company that it once was when it came down to promoting stuff.
0: You see, and and that's what I fear for DC, for Warner Bros, right? They were a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. They're like, they're a Fox quality uh, level now, right? So look what happened to Fox, and no one would have ever thought when X-Men was at its height that it would get sold, right? But that's still what happened, because after a while... (laughs) Right. They they have so many misses that... The end. Exactly.
1: You can only have so many misses until something happens.
0: Pretty much. And that's what scares me with the the, the Warner Bros. right now.
1: Me too, but like you said, I think that... They actually know what they're doing now. Crossing fingers and toes.
0: <laughs> oh God, yeah.
1: And uh, I'm just hoping for a good movie. That's all I'm hoping for. Something that will actually give us uh, some continuity to stuff and also give us great entertainment.
0: Hmm. All right, and on that, on my end, uh, I'm I had nothing else to say, and I actually do have to leave pretty soon.
1: Okay, so we're just gonna. I'm just gonna go on ahead, end it right here. So, I just want to tell you, thank again, thanks again for joining me. I do appreciate this every single time when you do come on. There's this energy that makes us collaborate, and it's just fantastic.
0: Yeah, it it, 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 it feels good to to do something different because I'm not used to movie news, so I uh, <laughs> just expand my horizons as a podcaster, and you know, be on a show that I'm, it's not controlled by me is fun. Uh, I'm so used (laughs) to having my own structure and my own ideas that letting go and just following someone on someone else's podcast is different but rewarding at the same time. Exactly,
1: because that means that you can do try and pick up on maybe some things that you can probably do for yours and try and get out of your comfort zone just a little bit.
0: Yeah, and and anytime you can get out of the comfort zone, it just always, usually, uh, always something good comes out of it. So uh, most definitely.
1: So where can everybody reach you at?
0: All right. Well, you can reach me on Twitter, on Norn Schmoes. I'm part of the Schmoes of the North, like you probably saw in, um, in the title of the show. Uh, Schmoes of the North, we do anything to do with Schmodown, movies. We have a whole world and catalog of shows, either video or audio. Uh, audio, you can find us on Anchor, Podcasts, Spotify, all the good podcasts, uh, distributors out there. So, uh, again, thank you very much for, uh, for having me on your show, and probably till very soon.
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. It's always a pleasure to have you. And you guys can go on ahead and find me at John DiGregorio on Twitter. You can find me at Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at all social medias. And also, too, you can go on ahead and subscribe to me on Anchor Podcast, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and all those other platforms. And also, too, I just want to mention this. Thursday, I'm actually going to be interviewing an independent uh, actress. So stick around for that. It'll be dropping on that Thursday night. So until next time, bye-bye.
0: Bonsoir.